0: Mike Bank Sucks podcast, Sounds from the Underground, is on the air right now. Hey guys, check out the following. Check out Talking Shop with the Mic. Well, fuck that up. Talking Shop with the Boss in the Box just ended. Check them out every Monday night, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Just before Talking Shop with the Boss in the Box comes on, check out the Web Smacked Up podcast. Check out Capital Chaos TV with my buddy Zorn out in Sacramento, California. Please check out Wet Spec Death Podcast. I just mentioned them. Please check out Mountain Smoke Shop, other dead designs, Tope Suicida brand, Modestable Magazine, Modestable.com. Check out Ceremonial Sound right here in Bristol, Virginia. Please support This Is Scott with Mini Goodwin, Central Valley Death Metal, Moon Relic Records, and as always, please support our family at gunmusicradio.com. All right, kids, enjoy the show.
1: for sure. Did you do it? There was somebody else there. He was locked in a room with a girl who went in a and came out in a rubber bag. No one knows where it came from. Or visit next? Nancy? There's something wrong with you. You're imagining a nightmare on Elm Street. Ah! Do you believe in the
2: kitchen? No. Whatever you do, don't fall. Don't fall.
3: He's the only one who can stop it if she fails.
2: Blood guts everywhere! Anyway.
0: up let me just say uh the killing of these these teenagers has
4: been tragic but uh hey you know shit happens for a full 12 months a year the 28 teams of the national football league prepare for one day in january super bowl sunday Every phase of every team's operation is focused on a single goal, the world championship of professional football. Over 1,200 men have performed in Super Bowls, a game that has become America's biggest one-day sporting event. One big play under America's microscope can follow a player for the rest of his life. The stakes are high, and the rewards are great. The winning team is awarded the Vince Lombardi Trophy, named in honor of the man who won the first two Super Bowls. than 500 million worldwide watch the Super Bowl on television waiting for someone to emerge as a folk hero it is the hottest pressure cooker in American sport and each Super Bowl has its share of heroes and memorable plays stories of both success and failure each has its moments when some of the game's greatest players prove they are human after all This is a story of the men who have stood on the summit of professional football, and each year their footprints are blown away, clearing a path for other teams with other stars to make their way to the peak.
5: agreed to merge in the summer of 1966 one of the details to be worked out were the details the site and so on for the championship game to be played between the two leagues and we never knew what to call the game my children each had a a ball called a super ball and my daughter was always talking about that ball it was a Highly concentrated rubber ball that you could bounce on concrete and it would literally bounce over a house, very much like a golf ball would. And she was always talking about that Super Bowl. It was one of those spontaneous things. I just said, you know, the last game, the final game, the Super Bowl.
4: On January 15th, 1967, the Kansas City Chiefs and Green Bay Packers met in the very first AFL NFL championship game.
5: Everybody in the Chiefs organization felt an awareness that we were representing the six-year history of the American Football League. We weren't just representing Kansas City or the Chiefs. We were representing the whole AFL. And I'm sure on the other side, the Packers felt the same way, too, for the NFL. But that first game was very significant because it was the only time a team from the pure AFL
4: played against the pure NFL. This was to be championship ever televised networks. That's why so many of Hollywood's most famous faces were out to see NBC. And perhaps it's also... this was the only Super Bowl that did not sell out. Those who did attend saw the underdog Chiefs score twice in the first half to stay close to the favorite Packers 14-10. But Kansas City coach Hank Stram was still worried about pregame statements made by Chiefs
5: cornerback Fred Williamson. If we had any psychological advantage going against the Packers in Super Bowl One, uh, we couldn't do any time. Top- Okay, we have to be quiet. and Here's Fred's expounding on what he was and he was going to do to the Packers, how he was going to level them.
4: The man known as the Hammer had boasted all week that he would come down
1: on Green Bay receivers Carol Dale and Boyd Dollar. As Graham quietly comes over to me and says, that kind of attitude we can't have here. You can't be that kind of braggadocio guy that uh, you're going to... Uh, alert the Packers that we're here, and I'm thinking, uh, they know we're here. If I tell you that Boyd Dial is not going to catch a pass, it's because I believe it. If I tell you Carol Dell is going to be spinning half the game on his behind, it's because I believe it. As a matter of fact, the first spate Boy Dialer gave me, uh, they carried him off the field after that. He, he caught one pass, a slant in over the middle, and I said, this is just what I'm looking for. There's a guy six, seven, six, eight coming across on a slant in on the hammer. And I hit him with everything that I had, and they took him off the field because his his shoulder was no longer normal.
2: And now, if they
1: want to play. in because of the fact that after that, Max McGee came in. And it takes him about 25 minutes to run a 100-yard dash. He goes over the other side of the field, and I look up, he's catching two slant-in passes for two touchdowns.
4: As damaging as the McGee scores were, it was Willie Wood's third quarter interception that devastated the Chiefs. And
2: it is intercepted and he's left on, That's Willie Wood will pick it up, he may go. He was laying back waiting for that.
4: After Wood brought the ball deep into Kansas City territory, the legendary Packer sweep took center stage. Kansas City 14 to Jim Taylor on a power sweep running back at the 10. Taylor is in for the touchdown. The route was a
1: but the Packers still had some unfinished business left with the hammer. I self because I was the Pied Piper. The Green Bay Packers are going to get the hammer. Donnie Anderson came around, and his knee hit me right on the smack, right here in the corner, and I went down, and I was a little woozy. A hammer! You know what hurts? A hammer. The hammer. A hammer. A hammer. Hey, hammer. A hammer. A hammer gun. I'm the clown of the football field
2: now, because I'm the hammer now. They got the
1: I'm, I'm the hammer.
4: The back the following year to Miami's Orange Bowl for their second straight AFL-NFL championship. This time, the opposition was the Oakland Raiders, who simply could not stop this team of Green Bay legends. The Raiders did themselves no favors by committing a wide variety of foul-ups and blunders. The Silver and Black have played some of the best postseason games in football history. But this was certainly not one of them. Green Bay bolted to a 16-7 second quarterly key play, coming on a 62-yard touchdown pass from game MVP Bart Starr to a now very healthy Boy dollar But as the Packers went to the locker room at halftime, something besides simply the game's outcome weighed heavily on their minds. We. I've been pretty aware of the fact that Coach Lombardi was thinking very, very seriously about retirement. And uh, while many of us cuss him or call him names or a number of things, it's something like you might do with your family. You can call your brother something, but don't let anybody else call him the same thing. It's the same way with Mr. Lombardi. We can cuss him, but don't let anybody else holler at him. And we all felt that this was going to be his last game and uh i I said to the fellas i said look we got 30 more minutes this year i said let's give it to the old man let's play the last 30 for the old man that's about all i said the message was heard loud and clear number 26 cornerback burr batterley keyed a second half onslaught that buried the Raiders 33-14 and gave Lombardi a victory in the last game he ever coached for the Packers. The World Championship Award he earned now bears the name the Vince Lombardi Trophy in his memory.
0: Mike Vanek Sucks Podcast is on the air. What's up, guys? This is Sounds from the Underground. Welcome. I'm Mike Vanek and I suck, and welcome to the Mike Vanek Sucks Podcast. It's been a long day of podcasts. First, I started with What's Ficked Up? And then I watched uh, Talking Chop, The Boss in the Box. And now I'm here with you today. It's night off. So you know what I do on my nights off. I hang out with y'all. What's going on, guys? Hey, real quick, if you want to um, be a part of the Mike VanXX podcast, if you'd like to have your band on the Mike VanXX podcast, if you'd like to come be interviewed by the Mike VanXX podcast, if you'd like to be on Soundstone, the underground, live from the Doom Team Sessions, raiding the vault with VanXX and Lunchbox, dude, we can make it all happen. Text METAL to 865-824-6427. You can listen to the Mike Vanek Sucks podcast 24 hours a day at rss.com forward slash podcast forward slash Mike Vanek Sucks. The music you just heard before I started talking was They Watch Us from the Moon from Lawrence, Kansas. Spectacular uh, band. Before that, you heard Salt Wound. What up, Marty Delgado? Support. My homegirl, Marty, Dor- ah, Marty Delgado, uh, she has a tattoo shop in Atwater, California called the Electric Needle Room, and it is absolutely fantastic. She gave me my favorite tattoo ever, which is my Modesto. That's AM right here on my arm. It's dope. Before that, you heard Summer Circle from Knoxville, Tennessee. They are one of my Favorite bands I got to discover after I moved down here to the south, dude. They're fucking badass. Before that, you heard um, Lions at the Gate, which is a Roo. And uh, the rest of the dudes that left El Nino last year. Fucking great music from them, dude. Check them out. And then my one of my fucking favorite humans in the whole world, JT Latres and his band, uh, Abysmal Piss. <laughs> Hardcore fucking death metal if you like that sort of thing. They're one of the best bands out there. They just played uh, probably yesterday or the day before that I uh, just saw him post that they played great band um, from Central Valley, California Stockton in Ceres, California uh, featuring mem- former members of one of my favorite death metal bands from the Central Valley that would be um, accidentally murdered dude Fucking support, support, support. Speaking of support, I do a show with my uh, very best friend in the whole world, Mr. Dave Lunchbox-Ussery. My brother, 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 brother. And um, this Thursday, we will be talking wrestling. Wrestling. um, Top three. Local band songs that you would use as wrestling entrance music. I may play one of them tonight. So yeah, and then you know, we do some good shit. Good shit had by all. Mm-hmm. I haven't done one of these in a while. How you guys been doing? Um, if you want to hear something on the Mike Van X-X podcast once again, uh text metal to eight six five eight two four six four two seven. Uh, drop a line on the Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Mike Vanek, S-U-X, or you can just search Mike Vanek, S-U-C-K-S, and it'll probably come up. Uh, we are on Instagram. We are on YouTube. Click, like, subscribe. This episode right here is uh, streaming live to our YouTube channel. Hello, YouTube land. Hell yeah. Hell fucking So, once again, haven't done one of these in a while. How you guys been doing? Fucking, so thank you for all the support lately. And, uh, you know, everybody that follows me on social media knows what I'm getting ready to do. And that's going to be tonight's topic. (coughs) Joining in the chat, what is your best live show you've ever gone and saw? I got a shitload of them. I will be going to see the Bay Strikes Back tour with Testament, Exodus, and Death Angel uh, on the 28th of this month in Chattanooga, Tennessee, with my fucking brother, Eric Ward, otherwise known as Dub. We are going, he's going to drive up here from Nashville, pick me up, and then we're going to go see Exodus, Death Angel and it. you may hear some new music from exodus tonight as we're on our way out of here um but dude can't wait so if you're watching this if you're listening dude what was your favorite show you ever saw uh my aunt kelly passed away recently she took me to go see uh, metallica the day on the green uh, with fucking Queensryche and fucking Soundgarden, Faith No More, dude, bunch of other bands, and uh, bro, it was hella fucking cool, um, me and my friends took a limo to San Jose to see Rage Against the Machine once, uh, my senior ditch day in high school was Pantera and White Zombies, Um, I was at every goddamn show they ever put on at the fucking Fat Cat Music House and Lounge. I've seen them all. Uh, Testament, Exodus, Death Angel, The Melvins, dude. Oh, they were so fucking rad. Um, We did Double Driver twice. We did Static X three times. Went to The Pound a bunch of times for fucking shows in San Francisco. Been to... The warfield the fillmore great american music hall the fucking all the places in oakland and berkeley and fucking well never got to go to the gilman yet that's my unicorn gonna go to the gilman but we're going to chattanooga and this can be dope and i've never been to chattanooga tennessee that's where they have the chattanooga choo choo for real dog they actually have that shit. all right guys you ready this is Music headlines brought to you by Loudwire. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Um, a lot of people have been talking about Loudwire lately. Whatever. So what I do is I uh, read the headlines and then talk shit about them. Sometimes they're cool. Sometimes they're just dumb. I don't give a shit. It kills time. So... Let's get on with it, shall we? This is Music Headlines brought to you by Lightwire. Uh Viral. Religious musicians take over playing with worship songs. <laughs> oh, fucking. I already don't like flying. And I really don't like Christian music. And if they start fucking jamming and I'm just like, oh, God, deliver me from this fucking hell. Imagine being on a plane and all of a sudden a Christian band starts playing Christian songs acoustically. Bartender. Bartender. Let's do this. Going to get flagged, but oh well. All right. So, let's see what else we got. Rockers who legally adopted names. Uh, let's see, Jump Axel Rose, White Zombie. Mm. Can you name the one person out of three of those that I haven't worked with? Early Ace, freely Kiss logo sketch among items in rock auction. Get my checkbook. Bam settles Jackass forever lawsuit. Dude, fucking good. Dude, I hope he got paid. There's two stories in every argument, but man, whatever. Guy's a hell of a skater. Hell of a skater. RIP Dance Gavin Dance bassist Tim Ferrick. Oh, dude. Well, that sucks, because we had Dance Gavin Dance at um, Modesto Virtual back in the day. And I've never really gotten that kind of music, but used to have this dude, and he's a stand-up comedian now. He used to be a friend of mine. Well, he's still a friend of mine, but he used to be one of my good friends. And we went to Warped Tour. And everybody knows I'm a big, giant Expendables fan. And uh, after the Expendables were done playing, Dan Scam and Dan's came on, and he was just like, Fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, What else we got? Paul, what's your best Pearl Jam album? Uh, 10. It's hard for Kiki Lilero to name his favorite metal album. Okay, well, good for him. He gets playing Megadeth. I don't want to hear about it. Danny Elfman slays Coachella with Simpson's theme in movie score. So have you seen the videos? Oh my god. Go to YouTube, search Danny Elfman Coachella, and Enjoy. Uh, Scotty G, my boss from State Hand Day's work Coachella this year, he said Danny fucking Elfman changed his life. So, dude, I sent the uh, video of the Simpsons theme to Lunchbox today, who's the world's biggest fucking Simpsons fan. If you watched Talking Chop with the Boss in the Box, which I just got done watching Talking Chop with the Boss in the Box, uh, you could see his big giant enormous Motherfucking um, Simpsons collection that he has in his garage. But yeah, it's dope. Go to um, YouTube and search Danny Elfman Coachella and enjoy. Dance Gavin Dance will embark on tour after Death of Basis. Well, good for them. Robert Plant feels he's become the guy on the Led Zeppelin 4 album. <laughs> That's kind of funny, dude. Uh, Manskin, main skin, broke Britney Spears hit a sexy rock song at Coachella. Fuck, man, whatever. Mustaine clears up early 80s story he's been telling wrong. That could be anything he talks about. Religious music, yeah, fuck that. Cannibal Corpse singer lost nearly 50 pounds with Weight Watcher. <laughs> Like it, this is the one we're reading. <laughs> uh, the lead singer at Campbell Corpse, George Corp's Grinder Fisher, has lost nearly 50 pounds, and it's all thanks to late watchers. And, dude, Campbell's on tour. They're playing um, the Orange Peel in Asheville, North Carolina, which is the closest date to me in June. You want to go? Call me. We'll go. Um... Corpse Grinder was on the Vox and the Hops podcast with Matt McReady, whoever the fuck that is, uh, when he revealed his weight loss before he started the Weight Watchers program. He says he weighed three hundred nine pounds. Yeah, he's a big dude. His wife started doing Weight Watchers with his. He started, yeah, his wife started doing Weight Watchers with his wife just a few days after his birthday in July twenty twenty one. The interview took place before Cannibal courses March February tour according to Blabbermouth. Good Blabbermouth. And uh Yeah. Search for Mike or Tonine Productions on Blabbermouth and fucking laugh at me later. Uh, the vocalist says he could feel the difference when Campbell Clark played that cycle Las Vegas, goddammit, I don't want to do that, uh, last summer and probably lost about 25 pounds at that point. Um, even though he hadn't played in a while, we played a sh- in a show over a year, could tell that the weight loss he added felt better. And whatever, I'm done reading that. Um, Mayor, Mayor of Albuquerque, New Mexico attends Texas um attends text testament why can't i fucking talk testament exodus show which i'm about to go see speaking of exodus Backslash podcast. That was brand new music from Exodus. That is clickbait. I think that was the second single, second of the four they put out so far from their latest album, Persona non grata. Speaking of which, I got my copy at Ceremonial Sound right here in Bristol, Virginia. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram, dude. It's weird. Keep seeing these flashes. Let's get that checked out. Um. Oh, cool. Rock and roll, strutting show, getting the job done all night long. So, what is the best live show you've ever seen live? What is it? Somebody's in the chat. I should wear weirdos on fucking YouTube again. People on YouTube have the weirdest names. Anyways, what's the best show you've ever seen live? I mentioned earlier, I got to see Metallica down the green. Fucking Pantera and White Zombie was my senior ditch day in high school. Um, Bro. My godparents, my godmother, Julie, took me to see Pink Floyd when I was 14. Oh, my God. That was some shit right there. Um, Dude, Metallica, like Candlestick Park was fucking pretty dope. Um, Slayer. I haven't seen Slayer. 37 times. i have seen Exodus probably about nine times. I've seen Metallica seven or eight times. Um I used to go to shows every fucking every chance I could. I thought Danzig at the fucking pound. Fucking that was sick, dude. Fuck so I've seen Guar probably five or six times. Haven't seen the new version of Guar. Um, I stopped going to GWAR shows when Dave died, so it is what it is and eh, whatever I right, guys we are winding it down and that's my time so like i said earlier listen to Mike Vanick Sucks podcast anytime you want rss.com forward slash mike vanek sucks or actually, forward slash podcast forward slash Mike sucks. Check out um, our YouTube channel, all the way back to Mike Vannix Sucks video blog. Um, we did, you know, the Two Online Productions video blog back in the day. Check out all my interviews with people like, dude, Ricky Morton from Rock and Roll Express, Perry Strickland from Violence, Craig LaCicero from Forbidden. Steve Esquivel from Skin Lab. Um, And then this Thursday. This Thursday, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, midnight here in Virginia, we are going to discuss professional wrestling. Professional wrestling. Uh, What would your local band song be? If you... We're a professional wrestler. What would your entrance be if it was by a local band? Think about it. Hit us up Facebook.com forward slash rating the vault 209 with special guest Nick Sousa from Hatriot. So, dude, bro, bro, and dude, it's gonna be hella fucking cool. Um, we didn't have merchandise up right now. Thank you very much, T public. I'm gonna make a new logo. And we're gonna do that again. Um, Yeah, there's a whole story behind that. I don't want to tell right now. Um, And then, like I said, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Smash like and subscribe, please support. Talking Shop with the Boston Box, West Effect Out Podcast, Mountain Smug Shop. Fucking. Of the dead designs, Tope Cedar brand, my buddy Zorn with Capital Chaos TV, Reality Check TV with Danny and Ace out in San Francisco. Please support Ace's Space Radio. Please support this is Scott with Mid a Goodwin. Modesto ModestoV magazine. Um, Relic Moon Records, Central Valley Death Metal, Ceremonial Sound right here in Bristol, Virginia. Uh, bands for bands. Music Depot, Music Store in Hayward, California, is always, our fucking family out in Grants Pass, Oregon, with fucking GunMusicRadio.com. I'm Mike Vanek, and I suck. See ya!